how's it going, y'all? Welcome to 25% No Ice. My name is Megan, and I'm here to share my life with you 30 minutes at a time. We're gonna talk all about college life, growing up, and everything in between. So sit back, get your favorite bobas, and let's spill some tea. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of 25% No Ice. Have you heard of the term, it's totally excellent? It's to enjoy, or it's the end. Today, we will be discussing what life is like in the Institute of Technical Education in Singapore. This is episode 7, and it's also the third part of the mini-series we are on exploring post-secondary education in Singapore. In the previous two episodes, we have heard from a JC and a Poly student, and today, we have Yi Ching, a friend who is studying accountancy at ITE College East. We will be discussing about stereotypes, school culture, student life, and many more. So without further ado, let's welcome the guest. Hi, Yi Ching! Hello, hey guys, I'm Yi Ching. Nice to meet y'all. Welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourselves just so that our listeners can get a better picture of who you are? Mm, all right, so I'm a student of the Institute of Technical Education, the East College, and I'm taking up accounting in higher NITEC. Okay. Um, are you freshman? Are you considered freshman? Yeah, year one, considered freshman. Okay. Um, all right. So Yi Ching here is my friend from church. That's how we got to know each other. And um, I have something that I want to ask you since now you're in ITE because the last time you were telling me about your future plans I remember that you were saying that you're applying to Ngi An Poly which is a polytechnic to study mass communication what happened to that? <laughs> oh wow life happened you know we take O levels and as you can tell it didn't go that well <laughs> so Yes, I originally planned to go to Nyan Poly to take mass communication. <laughs> okay. But now, as you can see, I'm a, in a totally different route. One that I didn't expect to take. But it's not really that bad. I think that being IT is not as bad as I think, mm. as I thought it would be. Cause I, Why is that? I mean, okay, so the first thing you think about, right, ITE, it's not really a school that you would wish to go to. It's not a school that everyone... It's not like a dream school that you would go to, unlike Polytechnic. It's not your first choice. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically that's it. But it's also not anyone's first choice, to be honest. Uh-huh. Honestly, I'm not very sure. I'm still discovering it. And I find it very unique and very different than what um, it looks like to the eyes of people outside who has never been to ITE before. Okay, okay. We'll dive into that more later on. But I want to know, do you regret going to ITE? Mm, not really. Okay, I won't, I can't say for the majority of people who take O-levels who went to ITE. But personally, I do not regret it. I find it very enriching. You see, people from very diverse backgrounds go to college, right? Mm -hmm. And then you meet them and you see that their lives, that there is a reason why they are there. And there is a reason why that they feel a certain way towards ITE. Mm -hmm. And it really opened up my eyes to see that people who are discriminated, mm -hmm. who are like looked down upon, even though they are in ITE, they are living the best life that they could ever live. Mm -hmm. Unlike when I see people in, I in like poly or in JC, they're like struggling, joining their books. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel that here. 
It's very chill. <laughs> okay. Um, would you like to like elaborate a little bit what an ITE is? I think a lot of our listeners probably have no idea what this term is. So like maybe you can explain um, what kind of school is it and how long does it take to graduate? What's the stages and stuff? Yeah, sure. So ITE, as I said just now, it's the Institute of Technical Education. There are three colleges here, one in central, one in the east, and one in the west. And there's also a HQ, which no one studies there because it's a HQ. We have quite a lot of diverse CCAs, uh, co-curricular activities like arts. You have community service as a club. You have environments like gardening, innovation, like you can... It's a club for aspiring entrepreneurs. And also there's leadership, like student council. There's like personal clubs, like chess, if you're interested in chess and sports, of course. What's clubs without sports, right? Um, how long does it take? It takes two years. Usually it just takes two years to graduate. ITE also has a work-study diploma, which you can take after graduating, after two years. And it's like... If you plan on working and studying at the same time, you don't have to go to poly to take a course or like a part-time course. You can just take a full-time course there, which you only have to go for one day per week while you're working full-time. So it's like very good for you. I think it only takes about a year to get a diploma, that diploma there, yeah, using that program. Yeah, so it's really, really good. But I don't plan to do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, is that um, outside of the two years? Yeah, that's outside of the two years after graduation. Okay, then if you graduate from ITE, what kind of certificate do you get? Because it may sound a little bit weird to us who are not familiar with it because mostly people would get high school diplomas or like college diploma or like degree. So what does ITE have? Yeah, yeah. Um, ITE, there are, okay, once you graduate after two years, you have either one of the two certificates. Firstly, if you take higher NITEC, which is like advanced NITEC, you get the higher NITEC certificate. If you go in after N-level, you go to the NITEC course and then you get the NITEC certificate. But you can also go up to higher NITEC after that, so that will be four years in ITE. It's just like a diploma, but it's a certificate in which you can directly go to work with. You'll be more like certified to go to work. Okay. And which one are you in? Are you in higher NITEC or in the other one? I'm in higher NITEC because I came from O-level. Oh, okay. So if you are coming from the O-level route, you'll definitely go to higher NITEC usually, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's interesting. All right. What is the culture like in ITE? Like, um, how do you feel like working with friends in a post-secondary school? Because I think, personally, I think it's very different compared to like when you're in secondary school and then now you're in college. It must be a different kind of environment. So what is it, what is it like there? Oh, it's very different. So in high school, right, it's all individual work. Teacher gives you homework, you do the homework. If you don't do it, you get scolded, <laughs> right? Typical. <laughs> yes, of course. And then, but here in ITE, I'm not sure about the other colleges, but for me, if you don't do your homework, okay, the teacher rarely gives homework, which I am surprised because we're all like mainly project based. Mm-hmm. So if there's homework, we do that. If we don't, they won't ask for it. And attendance, if you don't come for school, they don't really care. 
Right? If you come to school, you learn. If you don't, then it's fine. But I think most of them, most of the people in ITE, the culture there is quite, it's quite lopsided. I'm not sure how to word it, but... Can you explain about that? Okay, so um, high NITEC students are more studious than the NITEC students. They are much more serious. Yeah, the NITEC students are more playful in the sense that like, they are just whatever about studies. But they play a lot. Higher NITEC students, although they play a lot too, but they are much more focused on their academics. That's what I can see. Okay. Are the syllabus different between uh, higher and not, not higher? Yeah. It's different, but not that different. It's like normal academic and express stream in high school. Uh, okay. Okay. And what is your schedule like? Because I think... When I was in secondary school, it was the full day in school. But now I only have like three hours of lecture and that's it for the day. So what is your like? You are so lucky. <laughs> Why? You are so lucky. Okay, so every single day, okay, from Monday to Thursday, I end at 5 o'clock. When, what time do you start? 5 p.m. Okay, it depends on the day. So for Monday and Wednesday, I start at 8 o'clock. To 5? Yes. What? So you're still stuck in that whole secondary school like kind of hours? Yes. yes, for two days only of the week. And then uh, some days, if you're lucky enough, uh, you start afternoon, which is like 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, some days we start at 10. But on Fridays, I heard that the latest that lessons are is 1 p.m. And that's where my schedule lies. <laughs> okay. From 10 to 1. <laughs> Yeah, so high NITEC students don't have it easy. But NITEC students, I tell you, they go home earlier than us. They can go home at 3 o'clock. Sometimes they go home at 2, I have no idea. Or maybe 12. I see, I went to school and I see some people going home already. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. That's right. You are so lucky. <laughs> Wait, do you have school for every day though? Yes, every day. From Monday to oh Friday. Gosh. Okay, so you have not escaped that secondary school then? <laughs> no, we are going to high school, college. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because for me, well, I'm, I'm studying diploma. So we have um, three hours of lecture a day and it's Monday to Saturday, not Monday to Friday. So it's every single day, six days per week and it's all right. But like, yeah, every lecture is three hours. So I don't know about you. Um, does every module takes more than two hours, three hours? Like, how long does it take? Oh, no. It's always two hours. Yes, we always stick oh. the two hours. Yeah, but okay, there's okay. also after school in which, like, if you want to, you can stay back. Okay. Yeah, the latest that I've stayed back to is 8pm. For me, um, we have one module per day and it's three hours. So we'll have, like, 15 to 20 minutes break in that three hours um usually to get lunch or something but our classes are pretty fixed um i mean there'll be changes here and there during the term but uh, before the term starts we'll be given the full schedule for the entire term uh, the class allocation 
can be either one of these three, which are 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 or 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. or 3.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. 6.30 p.m. So it's, I mean, it's pretty good. Like if I have 8.30 class and I finish at 11.30, then I have the rest of my day to do whatever I want. <laughs> but of course, we still have, you know, CCAs and these sort of stuff are the ones that usually keep us students in school until the school closes, which is like 11.30-ish, 11, around there. Actually, I'm curious, right? Uh-huh. So like, if your school ends at like, let's say, 6.30, then what if you clash with your clubs? Oh, okay, okay. So basically, in diploma, or at least in SIM, all of the clubs would start at 7pm, every single one of them. Oh. Because they know that that's the latest hour for for the students. Like, I mean, if you have a 3.30 class and you end at 6.30, then it's you have at least 30 minutes break to continue to club, right? So they understand that. So every single clubs in SIM would start at 7.00. Um, unless if you are in the exco committee, then you would have like certain meetings and etc. But that's outside of the general requirement of the clubs. Oh, I see. Yeah. Then what about you? Okay, so clubs, right? So right now, as you know, COVID, we can't really have clubs. So for me, I'm in volleyball. So we have um, virtual PT. Oh. So it's like you're just working out together. While video calling. Um, what do you do? Um, slapping the volleyball by yourself or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, a physical training. Like, you know, a usual workouts. Oh, so you will focus more on PT instead of volleyball itself, is it? Yeah. Yeah. We just do PT for now. Um, but they say that we will be able to do uh, actual volleyball training soon. Okay. Since my coach, who teaches the NUS boys team, or is it NTU, I can't remember, but I don't one of those. Yeah, um, apparently his boys are already playing volleyball. Okay. Yeah, so I think that my school will be able to soon. Okay, when were you enrolled into IT? I think you're pretty new, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so O-level students, we are the April intake. So N-level students are the January intake, so... Oh, okay. And you, so that means you just started IT this year? Mm-hmm. I just started IT this year. It's only been Oh my gosh, a you're a months. baby! <laughs> a college baby, yes. <laughs> I still get lost around school, you know, and it's been a few months. Oh, you're not alone. You're not alone, girl. <laughs> but you've been in school longer than me. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't get lost in school anymore. Now I know the school from every corner. But the first month I was there, I I was just so confused. Because in my school, I we have uh, we have degree programs as well. So it's it's the school building itself is bound to be quite big. So you have uh, building A. No, we call it block. So we have block A, block B, block C, block D, and then which blocks connect to which blocks, and then like each blocks would have. Um, four levels, five levels around there. Um, but later on, you get used to it, especially when you have different classes at different location of the blocks. Then you have to figure out like where is this class? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also get lost all the time. Let me tell you, my first day of school there, um, the school has escalator, and I didn't know where the lift was at all. But okay, let me tell you, it was in the center of the building. <laughs> there are three buildings. There's the technology block the engineering block and then uh-huh. the business block then one admin block okay and like i went to the business block since i'm taking accounting and i 
went up the escalator, but it only went up to level 3, and my class was at level 4. And I'm like, how do people go up there? Like, do they fly up there? I have no idea. <laughs> After that, I just ran around all the way to the other side of the building, and I completely <laughs> passed the lift, and I didn't notice it at all. <laughs> That's how lost I was. Oh my gosh. And that happened for, like, the next few weeks of school. <laughs> I couldn't find the classes at all. I'm like, okay, so this this hallway leads to room A, but it also leads to room B, but it does not lead to room C, which is like opposite. So I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Do you have any, uh, I don't know, like weird stories or exciting stories? Because I don't know if it works the same way as you, uh, but for me, I think on the first month of my college life we did lots of pranks on random people in school oh, oh <laughs> and my <I> gosh. <laughs> you guys like there was this um a group of i think seven people and i was the no i was was I the only girl? I think I was the only girl. But we were mm-hmm. we were being stupid and we were like, welcome to college, people. We do crazy stuff and stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like we uh, oh like I God. dare this friend of mine who is a guy to ask a girl a number just randomly. <laughs> and oh yeah, there's just a lot of stuff you. to do. <laughs> so what about you? Did you have any of those stuff? Oh my gosh, okay, we didn't really do any pranks, but one thing is that, okay, so two of my t- module teachers are Indian, right? Mm-hmm. And we keep mixing their names up, <laughs> and one of them is married, another one is not. Okay. So we're like, we keep calling the non-married one married. Okay. <laughs> yeah, other she'd be like, do I look married to you? Do I look married to you? No, I'm still staying with my mom, mind you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we... I still can't remember her name from time to time. <laughs> but another thing, right? My class is very quiet compared to the other classes. Yeah, so there's not much going on. And especially since we enrolled in during the COVID season, right? We didn't have time to go for orientation. Mm. So orientation there is usually like one week. Yeah. And then you can play games and stuff. Yeah. But no, for us, um, we enrolled in and we only had two days of orientation. And all we did was just admin stuff. So it's like really quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's really awkward during home-based learning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so sad though. Because I feel like orientation is where you meet your friends that most likely yeah. will stick with you for the rest of that semester or your years there. Exactly. Mm. But yeah, I think we just warm up over time. Because recently, due to finals coming up, mm-hmm. um, we have been going to school more frequently like every week Mm -hmm. so we see each other a lot these days okay but before that we had no idea who is who so we have to just like learn each other's name from the computer which is super weird (laughs) yeah it felt so out of touch Mm -hmm. but now like the uh, you can see quite a lot of clicks in the class already oh okay Mm mm-hmm okay all right um i was wondering because you mentioned that um it feels a lot different compared to secondary school because i agree to that too as well um like in secondary Mm -hmm. school the teachers would basically hold your hands scold you and they would waste their energy on you but then in college (laughs) they don't care if you want to pass go ahead if you want to score well go ahead if you want to fail you can do that too 
So yes, do you you have freedom? <laughs> so do you feel a little bit weird adjusting to that whole thing, especially you're in college for the first time during the COVID season, and you're at home, and no one is literally mm-hmm. telling you what to do. So. Yeah, how did you manage? Exactly. One way I manage is that I don't manage it at all. I still feel like a high school student, but in a college school. Okay. Like, how is that working yeah. for you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think I'm working pretty well. It's like if there's homework, I'll just do it. But even though I know that a teacher won't scold me, I feel like some sort of ease. Like even if I don't do it, it's fine. But it's that kind of guilty ease. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. How many classes do you have? So how many modules do you take, and did you get to choose them as well? Okay, so we have an elective, but because of COVID season, we cannot choose. So we have like about five, uh, five modules for this semester. So only one semester has exams. The others do not because of COVID. The others exams, the others module exams has been switched to projects, which we have to do throughout the semester. So, like for example, one of the um electives is tourism. So we get to learn about tourism during this short period of time, and then you have to do a project based group project based thing, which about weighs the same of exams. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, that's the only time where you can actually bond with your classmates, you know. Mm-hmm. So and tourism too. It even though it's quite a a chill subject. Um, the theory paper though it weighs quite a bit. So if you fail the theory, you basically pull down the grade for the whole project for the team. Okay. Yeah. So not all of the modules have exams. Some of them are hundred percent project based. Is that what you're saying? Um. Yeah. Not all of them. So like for example, one of them is like English. Um. The module is called presentation writing, mm-hmm. for business. So that has exams and there are finals for that and that's the only one. Okay. Yeah. That's the only one in so that semester. No yes, that's the only one. But leading on to the next semester, the teachers predict that there will be more, maybe for accounting too. Because currently our accounting, even though it's like the main course, um, it's also project-based. Okay. Yeah. I I'm I'm wondering though you're studying accounting but I hear this um English for business and tourism how yeah. has that anything to do with accounting? That's a very good question. It has almost nothing to do with accounting, <laughs> but but they still teach it because it's for good for business. So once like so um on your second year, I think in your second semester around the end of it. You go to this thing called IA, so it's like attachment. Mm-hmm. It's like internship, mm-hmm. um, but school based. Mm-hmm. So the school will attach you to a company, and you will be there for a couple of weeks to do your attachment. So I guess like all the other modules do, um, uh, play a part in this since you'll be going out for actual work. If you're just learning accounting there, then you probably won't be able to do the other things that the company would want you to do. Are you allocated to companies based on your majors or not? Mm, most likely, yes. Like for let's say I get attached to this company, but I will, but I'm learning accounting, so I'll most likely go to the accounting department. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And that's how it works. Okay, 
And it'll only last for a few weeks, you say? Mm. Okay. For a few weeks, probably about like at most two months. Okay. Yeah. So, because when I first heard about it, I thought it would be similar to internship, but I think it's too short to be considered internship. So, what is the purpose of that? Mm. I'm I'm really curious. Uh, it's like practical, putting what you learn into practical use. So let's say you really do well in this attachment, you might get a recommendation to continue working there in future. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's why um, I think a lot of ITE graduate would not continue to diploma as you are planning to, right? Because they have a chance yeah. to directly go to the workforce. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm pretty sure ITE, they're one main goal is to get the students ready to go to work after graduating. So diploma is like an extended course. If you want to continue studies, you can go take a diploma. But if you can, but you can go to work right after getting your certificate. Mm. So it's a really, yeah, practical, okay, and beneficial, okay, for you to go into, yeah. Okay. Um. Are there a lot of companies that take ITE certs? Surprisingly, there's quite a number. Cause the first thing that the school showed us when we enrolled in is that, um, it's also a very well respected school in other countries. Well, let's say Australia. Yeah. They um. There are some Australian companies too that supports the ITE certificate, and if you go apply with it, you are able to. You are ensured to get at least one role mm. in the company. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Speaking of that, do you face any stereotypes and discrimination from the wider mm-hmm. society? Because I feel like, as um, I don't know, is is IT considered a private? No, right. Um. No. Okay. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No. But I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes and discrimination regarding mm. IT when I hear someone going to IT. So do you face any of that? Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not a surprise because I once you see that you might be going to ITE, I think it's something that you will expect to experience. Discrimination is one of them. Stereotyping is one of them. Um, they say that only dumb kids or kids who don't do well only go to ITE. Like those delinquents, they will go there, and you are bound to get um bad company once you mingle with IT students. But I don't think that's the case once you go in there, cause not everyone is as bad as they seem, and everyone's point view of ITE is really um, centered. Yeah, one-centered. I feel that ITE has grown a lot over the years, especially from what I see in my class. There are, I mean, yeah, there are bound to be kids who smoke. There are bound to be kids who wear a lot of makeup and stuff like that. But it's not something that you don't see in other, like, poly or JCs too. Yeah. I mean, you see that too. Yes, yes. But... But it's just that I think the factor of them not scoring very well for O levels leads them to ITE. That's why they would like say ITE is a bad school and that you shouldn't go there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's not fair either to say that just because you didn't do well on this one exam, you are 
uh, bound to go to IT, which is a school known for people who failed on this exam. Because, you know, just because you are not suited for this particular way of examination or um, syllabus or modules doesn't Mm -hmm. make you a lousy or a dumb person. It just means that maybe there are Mm -hmm. better ways um, or better um, curriculum for you to take that would suit you better. So I totally agree with uh, when you say that you're not going to sugarcoat it because it's true. People (laughs) people are bound to, you know, be judgmental without they knowing it or not. Mm. But yeah, um, I also hear that people who go to IT previously in the past, they are those who have like maybe criminal records or something. So I think that's why a lot of people think that if you go to ITE, then you'll mingle with them and you'll turn out to be like them. But I think it has changed a lot over the years, right? Yeah, it has. It has. Okay. Actually, Uh I actually know a few of my friends who went to ITE before and they have did some bad stuff. But right now, they also managed to go into poly, mm-hmm. in which they feel their reputation has changed once they go into poly. Because when you go to ITE, your reputation just like darkens a lot more. Mm-hmm. But once you go to poly, it like brightens up much more than you would see in ITE. It's also, ITE is a, has a very bad acronym. Like, it's the end, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's about that. Whoever created it is dumb. (laughs) I think, um, like it or not, our society just tends to be that way. You know, in a very competitive um, country, uh, there Mm -hmm. is bound to be this sort of mindset. But I think in the near future, with time, it'll get better. And, you know, people start to um, discriminate less and be less biased because I, I think I can relate to you about, um, being discriminated a little bit because I come from a private institution route. So in Singapore, it's perceived to be slightly different compared to the local institutions. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's a whole different story that you probably couldn't have guessed and, um, you can't just judge someone based on what school they go to, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, O-level is just one exam. You can either do very well or very badly. Like, you could be sick on that day and then you end up doing very badly. So, going to ITE is not a bad thing. We can't depend on your O-level results to say that I deserve to mm-hmm. be here. Mm-hmm. It's not that way. Like, yeah, like you said, it's a very complex competitive society out there especially in Singapore where like parents let's say they would look at our grades and say you did really badly you deserve to go to ITE Mm -hmm. that kind of thing but I don't see it that way and especially your friends if they do better than you it's not you do not deserve to get anything less I feel that if you worked hard for it you get Mm, what you get that's good um when you mentioned parents now i'm wondering how was their reaction towards your decision to go to ite because i know some asian parents would be very disapproval of it but how was yours mm-hmm. um they didn't have much of a reaction or this or at least like they didn't show me much of any reaction <laughs> but as a child to them i felt a bit disappointed about myself 
yeah, I could feel like I could like somewhat subtly feel their disappointment that I went to ITE instead of going mm-hmm. to poly. Cause like when I got my O level results, they asked me whether I passed or not. And to them, um, if I passed, it means that I'm either going to poly or JC. But if I fail, it's either I went to ITE or I just retake the whole entire um mm-hmm. O levels again. In which my mom prompted me to take O levels again if I failed a couple months ago before my results came out but I just told them that no I'm going to ITE because at least I'm able to go somewhere yeah and I felt that retaking the national exam again is really not worth it because if I fail this time what more would I be able to pass Mm. as well you know like maybe I would work harder but there's no uh, confirmation that I will actually strive to do or like actually gain a better grades because I failed. Yeah, it's like I'm not passionate about it. <laughs> At least when you go to ITE, there's progress, you're going somewhere, you're moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. At least I'm moving on. So grades won't like pull you down. Yeah. It's not the very definition of you. Yeah, it's not as detrimental as everyone thinks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think that's good because I went to this school uh during my o levels it was a private school Mm -hmm. as well and i will be completely honest to say that i'm not gonna say names but um that school (laughs) was (laughs) a nightmare they didn't take care of the um, students at all and my classmates they're all international Mm -hmm. students and they some of them i think about two or three people in the class have retaken o level for three times at least and they're not moving on (laughs) so (laughs) i i'm so proud that you moved on and um i i get how it must have felt you know if you didn't um get the result that you thought that you would be getting but your life worth so much more than your grades i think i think um generally in singapore people just uh perceive school and education as um, a part of who you are and I do agree that education mm-hmm. is very important but at the same time um, it shouldn't define who you are to a point that you would right. I don't know, maybe go into depression because your exactly. grades were not that good enough and etc mm-hmm. yeah about that meeting people's expectations is also one thing because during that time right before I went to Express Dreams to take O-Levels, I was actually in normal academic. So originally, I should be taking the N-Level mm-hmm. national exams. But like, let's say, if you're starting out in secondary one in Express, you do not have the freedom to take a lighter syllabus. Because N-Levels, right, You there are some topics that you don't learn. Unlike in O-Levels, you learn everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel that expectations and what the teachers want of you and what your parents want of you shouldn't bring you down and pressure you. That's good, that's good. Yeah, doing so won't um, give you any hope to see a brighter future. It will only wear you down. So I feel just go at your own pace. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Um, now that you have gone through, you know, O-levels and you're in ITE, do you have any advice mm-hmm. for people who are probably doing O-levels now? Well, nationals exams coming soon. So if you're gonna be like me, please do not follow my example and slack off. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie, even though I say that I'm studying, I'm studying half of the time 
that I'm also playing half of the time. So I feel that if you want to do well, you should do what you need to do. But at the same time, don't stress yourself over it. It's just one exam. It's not the only exam in your life. It's not the exam that defines your whole entire future. Because mm-hmm. that's what I thought too. I thought that once I do this and the college I'm gonna go into is gonna define what my future is gonna be like. But no. If you have passion for things, you do it. If you do not have passion for studying, just study a little. Just at least get out of high school and then get into whatever college you get into. Then study the course of your choice. Mm. Do what you love. That's good. That's good. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, I know that you were interested in going to MassCom. Why are you in yeah. accounting now? Because I, when I think about mass comm, it's so outgoing. It's so, you know, it's so interesting. Yeah. But then you're in accounting. You're with numbers. What happened? Accounting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I'm still quite shocked. Like, oh, why? Why did I go into accounting? But surprise, surprise, all I got was just business courses. So originally, if I went to, my plan was to go to Bascom, right? Because mm-hmm. I really wanted to learn about radio and stuff. But then here comes O-Levels and I got my grades. All I got was business, which I never ever thought of going into ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so what happened to that? Um, I asked my parents to see like, okay, so out of all these... Which one do you think would suit me best? And that's how I got into accounting. Oh, okay. Are you yes. good with numbers? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I don't work well with numbers. I work better with words. Okay. I'm not trying to offend anyone who's taking accounting. I've learned accounting as well and I actually love it, even though it sounds boring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's yeah. fun to, you know, put the numbers into the places that they're supposed to be and then when you messed up you have to figure out where did you go wrong and then you i don't know i i am such a um i love taking notes and i used to Mm -hmm. love making notes beautiful and i love everything to be proper and straight and you know very um appealing to the eyes that when i do (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes i am (laughs) so when i do accounting it's so satisfying because you look at the chart and it's all it's all there the Mm -hmm. numbers are there and the the lines are so straight and they're very presentable Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you, I get you. <laughs> my teacher is very particular about it. <laughs> so I have no choice but to do well. <laughs> Present it well. Okay, I think we have covered quite a lot today. And I thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming because um, I really yeah. enjoyed our talk. But before we end, we have this thing in the podcast called um, questions mm-hmm. in a minute so I'm going to ask you oh. random questions <laughs> and you can try to answer them as fast as you can in one minute and we'll see how many questions can you get are you down all right yep I'm down okay hit me with those questions <laughs> <laughs> okay then I'll start the timer in three two one apple or android um apple apple or microsoft Oh, um, Microsoft. <laughs> Who is your role model? My, um, RM. What are you listening to at the moment? I'm, I'm, oh my god, what? <laughs> I've been listening to uh, The Man from, by Taylor Swift. Okay, favorite podcast show? 25, 
25% no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Harry Potter house? Because I know you are a fan. Okay. Um, 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 the best one. What? <laughs> <laughs> one word to describe yourself. Um, original. Cats or dog? Cats. Favorite country to live in? Singapore. What's your childhood ambition? Singer. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. You have... Oh, okay. Let me see. 11. You got 11 questions. 11? What? I, oh, wow. Good job. 11? I didn't expect it. Nice. <laughs> Bravo to me. Yay. Give her some round of applause, people. Yay. <laughs> Woo. All right. Before we close off, um, do you have any... Uh, maybe last words for our listeners. Listen to 25% no eyes. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing if you're not listening. If you have nothing to do, listen. You have something to do, listen to. <laughs> well, live, play hard, live in a moment. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> all right. And um, <laughs> would you like to share to our listeners where they can find you on social media? Maybe plug in your Instagram or something. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Tingata, Q-I-N-G-A-T-T-A on Instagram and also on Twitter. Okay. I'm everywhere. You can find me everywhere. Ooh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'll see me walking on the streets. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Yuching, yes. for coming. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All the best for your study. Yeah, thank you. I had fun. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you'd love to spend some quality boba time with me. And you can find 25% No Eyes on Spotify and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can email us at 25sugar0eyes, that's 25 and 0 in numerical form. And feel free to reach us via email if you'd love to be a guest on our podcast or if you know someone that would love to be here. Lastly, follow me on Instagram at Megan Bahar and I'll write that down at the description box. This podcast is produced by Megan Bahar and co-produced and edited by Everest. See you on the next episode.